Okay, so we we left off last time discussing the um, kind of two different stages to the Gul of Mitzrayim, to the Makos. We, we go through the Tanmakas, which as we described earlier, is a progression of you know, showing, demonstrating Hashem's um, <coughs> dominion over the existence starting from yeah, down all the way on the bottom of, uh, of the world uh, with the water working all the way up to the to the neshamas of people uh, which is uh, as we mentioned last time that's uh, above the shamayim right and that's it so the Egyptians now believe they say, We understand, we get it, there's Hashem, go serve Him. And then, we have, a, we have a restart. They, again, don't believe. And Hashem is going to be, again, demonstrating uh, His dominion. So, what, what is this uh, new stage? So, here we go. I'm going to chase after them, I'm going to get them. Uh, so everything that happened until now this is all still review from last week right the Tamakos were individual uh, displays of displays of, of specific uh, control um, of certain regions certain entities but not displaying control of entire spheres at once right whereas the Kriyas Yam Suf as we said the Yam the entire Yam is one is one Yam that is the so to speak the source of water right that's the uh, there's an entire domain just like there's the Yavosha there's the Yam and that entire Yam is being torn open um, <coughs> which is a change to its very existence. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I feel like we got even a little bit beyond this. We'll, we'll start Umipnei, Shehayu Omrim Ki Ulai Ein Koho Bechlolus Ha'elyonim Ki Hamaim Minetachtonim So now we established uh, that Hashem has a dominion not only over the protus of the of things, but even the chlalos of things, right? By by uh, tearing open the sea. Yeah. So we're starting from the next part over there, umipnei. Everybody have me? Yes. Okay. So the Egyptians said, okay, maybe Hashem has dominion over the chlalos of the Tachtonim, that means the Mayim, but maybe not of the Elyonim. Lefikach kasher bo omolik lehilochim al Yisrael vashem yizborach haya moshel al koho vahamid hashemesh. So there, Hashem displays a whole new level of dominion, which is to stop the sun, 
דקסיב עד בוא השמש that they were striking the Amalekim until the, set, the sunset, שהיה מושל על השמש, וזה עד בוא השמש. Meaning the sun didn't set until they finished striking. It's in the transition. We're, so we're talking about Amalek because, you're right, it's not the Egyptians, it's, it's Amalek, but there's an overall Hashem... Um, <coughs> displaying his dominion over the world but it's not and there's an upward progression to greater and greater display but it's not right. a part of the exodus process is it well it's still in clearly the clearly is we oh. just left we just left egypt mm. but i thought there was like a self-contained by the time the jews leave egypt there's a self-contained full expression master of mastery shown to the entire world well if that, that were to be true if that were to be true then they would leave no room for a Malik to attack. Ah. Right? Also, so, meaning the fact that they attack means there was still some level of something that had not yet been displayed, and now Hashem is going to display that as well. So, if we look... Than how he had come to Bilam and Balak. The, the, those are going to be very different. Those are not going to be challenges to... Uh, the belief in Hashem's power, those are going to be an attempt to get the Jewish people to behave in such ways that Hashem is not going to be interested in us. Okay, so it's... So, okay, so, meaning, so meaning, Balak is a question on the Yidin, not Hashem. Exactly. I thought Amalek caused that doubt to be created, not that they were Which able doubt? to do something because of the doubt that existed. I mean, they, they, isn't it described that they cooled off Israel? That's true, meaning they, they made it that there would be less fear, I guess. That's a different aspect. But you see here that Hashem performs a different miracle in uh, us uh, striking a Amalek, right? And mm-hmm. that that is the stopping of the sun. This is going to, you know, the... the uh, the Gurari talks about this in, in the beginning of Parshas Yisro, right? Where I was just going to mention it. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, he mentions that what, there are different opinions of what, what Yisro heard. One of the opinions that he heard about Kriyas Yamsuf and Muhammad Samalek. Exactly. And mm-hmm. he explains why, why did Yisro need to hear both. Yisro needed to hear both because um, the Yamsuf was showing that Hashem had complete control over the lower world. And the fact that he stopped the sun, that's, a, I guess, symbolic of the upper world. So then he said, oh, so not just down here, but up there as well. And that's what um, got Yisrael to, to come to call Yisrael. That's right. Very good. Okay. So seemingly uh, what bothering Rashi there is linkage between Moshe's hands being up and the setting of the sun. Uh, the setting of the sun is irrelevant. Even if it is when the battle ended, just tell me that's when it, his hands were up until the end of the battle. So that's where Rashi gets it from that it was uh, it was causing the 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 uh, sun to set. What caused the sun to set was, you know, once Moshe decided that it should it could it could set, but until then not. So it uh, it stopped the sun. Sorry, we just we were just trying to figure out the contextual proof that the sun's in the sky. Yep. Okay. Exactly. <clears throat> Okay, 
Vahashemesh, now back back over here, so now uh, the stopping of the sun, the ability to control the sun, number one, Gamkein, Nishav, Kochlali, the sun is not uh, a single thing, the sun is a an entire um, it's something that's relevant to the whole world, right, it's not like Oh, the sun, you know, this little sun as opposed to that sun as opposed to, well, I got my own little light source over here, right? It's just like there's one yam for the whole world, right? There's also one sun for the whole world. So this is a, this is a single force for, for the whole world. V'yedu... Ki Hashem Yisvorach Moshel Belyonim Bechlos. So now we know through that that Hashem has dominion uh, even in the Elyonim Bechlos. And again, Bechlos means um, fundamental, conceptual things, not just a particular, uh, a particle, a little, a little thing, some aspect or expression of something, but rather the the actual. Concept that lies behind it. Vadain lo noda lahem shehu elokim ein zuloso af al hashemai mimal. Okay, so we've got now Hashem as in control of the in in the now we're speaking bechlolus as opposed to protos. Now we got the sea, got the sun. What else could be missing? What could be higher than that? Yeah. Ad Shaya Nosen HaTorah. So one level higher, which is Shemaimi Maal. The like we said last time, Shemaimi Maal means the world within the Shamas come from the world of Bria. So f- from that completely abstract spiritual world. We see Hashem having dominion over that as well by giving them the Torah. Shnasan Lehem Torah, Elokis, Shema Alosa Ala Shemaim. The Torah, which is a divine thing, it is higher than than the heavens. And let's just speak it out because seemingly, I mean, if, I, if it's just God gave His word, right? I mean, God took His own. Desires, his thoughts, whatever, wrote it down, gave it to you. So, what? How does that show dominion over anything? But if you understand that the Torah really, like we say, is the blueprint for the entire existence, right? The Torah is the the governance of the upper spiritual realms, right? That's how they are built according to that. So, for Hashem to be able to take that and give it to us here shows that He has absolute dominion over that or over those spiritual realms so we're not viewing the Torah right now as just here yeah, I'm writing you a letter saying what you should do viewing the Torah as the blueprint of the of the creation the spiritual underpinnings of the creation and for Hashem to be able to give that into our control that we can now control it we can what do you mean we have it down here it's not just that we know what it says right it means that number one we can pass in halacha for example right we can determine what the Torah says, or we can fulfill the mitzvahs of the Torah, right? Which impacts then the spiritual worlds up there.
right? When a person does a mitzvah. But we can learn the Torah, right? Which also changes those. So the ability, the fact that Hashem gave the Torah, right? The, that is actually a... It's not just uh, like, oh, well, the Torah is unchanged. It, it is what it is. Where do you see the miracles? No, no, no. Giving the Torah means he changed the connection that the, the down here we can have in our hands the Torah, which is really the blueprint for the whole world, and we have control over that down here. That's that's a very big action. So what's the what's the aspect that shows that Hashem's dominion is manifest for the fact that He can give over? He can take over that from system? up there and schlep it down here, which is like crazy. Crazy. Dominion. That's the craziest thing. Yeah. Because like, how can you send the top to the bottom? Yeah. Okay. Shekara. Hashamayim ushmei Hashamayim ha'elyonim vahira lahem she'ain old zulaso. Kriksev atah harisa ladas ki Hashem hu elokim ain old. So that happened when what? With the giving of the Torah, right? When when is this? What are what are we describing over here? The tearing over open of the heavens, right? That is Hashem tore open the heavens and gave Torah. That's what we're saying. That there's a uh, total. Like we said, that you know, to take that power up there, bring it all the way down here, that is shows dominion even of that realm. Why doesn't the Lashon Hara imply that the highest level is Shein Ozulaso? Sorry? When I read the Lashon of the Maharal, maybe it's a technical point, it seems like what he's trying to say is that the highest level isn't uh, the Shemaimi Ma'al, it's Eno Zulaso. But not only meaning, okay, I have control of Shemaim Mima'al, but maybe for, there's some other... First of all, the language of Eino Zulaso is language of the Mechilt. Okay. Right? quoting it. He is quoting it. But right. the question is, what is the Mechilta coming to say, and what is he coming to say? I mean, they're not, okay. they're not arguing, but we, we, every time that someone, uh, that, that, that someone quotes something, right, as a source, right, the Gemara, for example, right, very rarely is it going to be coming to make your point. Because then okay. there wouldn't be much of a, uh, you say, it's a foreshare of a chilta, it's done, right? It's usually the other source is addressing a different aspect, but we're trying to extract from it what we want for ourselves, right? So the mechilta is coming to explain to you that what, what is it the Kalashal saw at Harsinai, right? What is it that we have a mitzvah not to ever forget, right? Answer is what we saw at Harsinai is that Hashem is the only power that there is. Right? He, 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 you know, basically the world is built in a system of hishtalshelus from all the way up there, yep. step by step by step by step by step step trans- transition down here. Okay. So we tend to think of okay, there's all these powers in between, right? Hashem giving us the Torah was the equivalent of saying no, no, no. There's no powers in between. I'm giving you guys direct uh, a direct access to me, right? There's no other power between us. I am in charge. You. Do this, and I'm, uh, and I can, uh, you know, and, and uh, that that will go straight up to me, right? Okay. Ain't those So that's what the Michal is coming to say. But the morale is coming to show us that this is, you know, now back to our process of demonstration, yeah. right? Well, this does demonstrate a dominion over that high realm to be able to do that, to be able to tear it open, and to bring it down here. 
Make sense? Okay. <clears throat> but there was a buyer, the Sefer Gurarie, the Parshas Yisro, the old Yis buyer. So that's the uh, Gurarie that Dan was referring to. Okay, very good. Ube Midrish Tanhuma, Nelson Tam Al Sidrum. Okay, so now we're going to be having um, a new you know, a, a parallel. We, we explained the Tanmakas in the Mahalachov from down to bottom. This was this last thing over here that was just icing on the cake. The top three that go above the ten, right? Because the ten were all in the realm of Protus, right? That happened specifically in Egypt. Then the last three, Kriyas Yamsuf. Uh, stopping of the sun in the Mohammed Amalek and Matan Torah, those are three Bukhals. For the Tachtonim, for the Shemaim, and for the Shmei Shemaim. Yeah? Now, we're going to do a different system for the Tanmakas. Okay, so this Tanhuma, I think Rashi quotes this Tanhuma, says, Kitachsisei Basra Vedam. Hevia Kodush Boruchu Es Hamakas. Yeah, like the military battle arrangements. Tachsisei. Of human beings. So that, that's how Hashem brought the Marcus against the Mitzrim. How so? So, Malak Basar Vadam Keshe Hamidina Moredus Alav, when he has a um, fortified city that is rebelling against him, meaning they're at war, but they've got their own thing, they're not looking to conquer him, but they're just saying, you can't come, you're not dominion over here, which is a good comparison to us, right? Meaning that Hashem is the sovereign over the whole world. Power is saying, "Who is Hashem to me? I, I don't have to pay tribute to Him. I don't have to. I don't have to acknowledge Him. I'm not under His dominion." So, Mahu Ose, Mashliach, Ligionos, Vehem, Mekarvin, Eleha. So he sends his army. And they approach the city. So now, Bithila, what's the first thing they do? Soher Amasamaim. They close off his water supply. First thing you want to do for an encamped, a besieged city. Close off the water supply. Im Chosrin Mutav. If they repent, then fine. So you, gra- you gradually step up the pressure, right? First, when you encircle them. Cut off the water supply. Next, <laughs> and they've not relented. Maybe I lay him. Colonim. Step one was encircle them. No, step one no. was was cut, cut off the water, water supply. supply. I mean, where are you talking about when he's besieging a city? The first thing is you cut off the water supply. Oh yeah, so the the, the version. I have it written in over here that the girsa that I have, I don't know about you guys, maybe he, they put it in already, mm-hmm. that it's, that it's lacking from the actual Tanhuma, the way that in the old Gurus Hashem, 
it's lacking maka uh number three and number five so you have, you wait but you have to have first tzvardeya right so where's that what do you have but either way so it looks like uh, the different versions over here are all missing something but the Tanhuma has one corresponding to every one okay so so again First what does it actually mean to be Zorikalayim Chitzin? Shoot arrows. Shoot arrows. Well, hold on a second, before we jump to that. Yeah. So again, first one is you cut off the water supply. They don't repent. And the next thing you do is you blow chauffeurs, right? You scare the living daylights out of them, right? A sound um, attack. Sonic attack. Not so much of a sonic. You're thinking like sonic, like meaning where like you actually damage things with sound. Yeah. But this is more like... Just like I, think, I think when America was attacking uh, Iraq. Iraq, I think part of their shock thing, and shock and awe, right, shock, right, so it's just, like, you on purpose have bombs that are just very, very loud, right, they just literally, what? Prestidigitation. Okay. I have a story with, uh, with Aram, when the, with, the, with the Mitzorim, when I made the sound of the horses nail ran away. Right. Exactly. So uh, so sound is very scary. I mean, there maybe it was more of a concern that there's a very large army that, that they don't know. But here, just the sound itself terrifies people, right? Um, also, Rashi brings when we go out to war that we shouldn't get scared and your heart shouldn't get faint and all those same seemingly very similar adjectives. So he says that when the enemy, when the armies are facing each other and they're about to engage, right? So the soldiers, they start like, Clapping their shields against one another, and the horses start stomping, and they and they and they, and they yell, and they blow chauffeurs, and like that sound is enough to like uh, really terrify a person, right? And it's the idea so, of like war drums and like music, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. not so much music, but like scary sound. Okay, so that's what the frogs are. That's going to be the day, obviously. Then, if they don't repent, then uh, then gear said that I have is missing, but you guys do have it, so. Uh, next one is he shoots arrows at them right over the walls, right? Again, it's not gonna um, crush the defense, obviously, but it'll certainly sting, stings. Then, if they don't repent from that, and maybe Alehem Habarborim, he sends uh, barbarians. Now, barbarians are not a very orderly army. They're not again. They're not gonna really um, actually break the ranks or anything but they're kind of they're big and they're scary um and they do cause damage and they they pillage that, uh, that was the beast that's, that? that's gonna be that's gonna be the arov the mixture of wild animals now again so i'm lacking over here the fifth maka i don't know what you guys have um nefesh Nefet. Oh, Nefet. What's Nefet? So that's the next one. You're missing one also. Right? So one before there because you, you got you to gotta get, we got to get the, the one that's going to correspond to Dever, right? So you, you cause, I, I, I don't know, by, by, I think they would um, catapult like um, dead bodies into the city. Um, but the point is you, you're trying to cause a plague to break out. We call the uh, dermosis, right? So basically, try to introduce plague, 
into the city, disease. Yeah? Then, the next step after that is Zorg Bahem Neft, so you, you, you um, shoot, you throw, you throw boiling tar over the walls, Neft is like tar, right? So uh, that burns people. Then you throw catapult stones at them. Then you finally send the actual organized troops, the actual legions of soldiers. Um, Wait, what's that? What's that? That's going to be the Arba, the locust. Okay. What? What legions? Of oh, 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 okay. Because of the number comparison. Chazu Bahem, Mutav Vimlav, Oser Osam, Bebesa, Asurim, then you, obviously the legions have, have already, you know, with the catapults, you broke down the walls, right? Then the legions have marched into the city, right? So then if they still don't repent, then you put them into a dungeon, you imprison them in a dark dungeon. That's going to be obviously. Correspond to Hoshech, and if they don't repent even from that, then you kill them. You, you kill the Dolom, the, the leaders. Execute the leaders, that'll get them That'll get them to, and obviously that's going to be Makas Bechorus. Kacha Kodesh Boruchu, Hevi Ala Mitzrim, Amakas, Mitchila Haya, Socher Amas Hamayim, Vaachakach, Mevi Alehem, Bali Hakol, they would croak, the frogs make their croaking sound very loud. Like I said, we're blessed to have those, uh, what are those little creatures called here? The cicadas here. Sometimes you walk through the streets and there's like literally a deafening noise, right? And that's nothing compared to what that was, but just to give us a taste of it. Lochazu, Hevi, Kinim, Right, a, a lice bites, it has a very sharp, a stinging bite. The person feels like an arrow. What are dharmasis again? I said the, the, uh, the, the it means no, 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 no. Um, plague. But uh, the, the, the the way that you do it is by that they would do it is by bodies. yeah throwing bodies of specifically of people who had been sick with certain diseases. And this, this into was the, the city. This was the plague of plague, right? Which which maka is this? Plague. Plague. Okay. Yeah. What do we call that? Dever. Dever. Okay. What do we say in English? What do we call? It? Pestilence. Pestilence. Uh, started out uh, first ballistics were stones large rocks Catapults. yeah so uh, 
Uchlesin Harbe, you bring upon them uh, legions, large legions of soldiers, Zehu Ha'arbe, that's the locust, Lochazru Baham, Nasan Osam, Bebes Hasurim, Zehu Ha'choshech, Lochazru Baham, Horeg Ha'gdolim, Zehu Makas, Bechoros, Adkan. Okay, that is the Midrash Talchuma. Um, So here, what's what's the again? We're looking for a progression, right? Um, so the progression is what, uh, how, how close to the midstream, as opposed to working from down to up, right? From the lowest part of the world to the highest part of the world. Here we're working from out to in. Right? We're starting from out from far from the city. All we can do is just cut off the water supply and blow chauffeurs and things. And by the end of it, we're inside the city, got them in the dungeon, and killing the dolom, right? So that's uh, out to in, and obviously as you get closer in, the more fatal it gets to the residents of the city as well. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, so it's a different progression, um, which um, is something that actually uh, these two approaches... Um, exists both in the person, right, and in the spiritual realms as well. Um, and we know, Mibsari Exeloka, from my flesh I see God, that from studying the person you can see that, you can see the way the spiritual worlds are, worlds are built. So in the spiritual worlds, there's a concept of Rosh, Toch, Sof, right, head, middle, and and bottom, right? And then there is, uh, from outward inwards, there is the, the chitsonius, the middle, the toch, and the pnim, the inside, right? So, person, uh, you can see that uh, there is the feet, they're the most, kind of, the lowest part of the person, there's the trunk, the middle, and there's the head, the top. Or, you can work from outside to inside, is you have the... Um, the the bosser, the flesh, right? That would be the skin, the soft tissue. Then there is the gidim underneath, that would be the, you know, the, the tendons, the ligaments, and then finally there's the atzamos, the bones. Right? So the atzmius is the is on the inside. Okay. So the, so we just switched from a bottom to top progression to a outside to inside progression. I'm just saying it's not like the reason why I wanted to take that little detour besides teaching you an important thing that will come up in many other places is to understand that it's not just a... um, Oh, look, you can twist it like this and you can twist it like that and uh, okay, so so really the main... uh, If I can explain the markers this way, I can explain the markers this way, I can explain them that way, so then do any of them really have... uh, you know, is, is, it, is it just like playing, you know, creative uh, games? No, no, no. It's not, you can't just make up like, an, like another one, meaning they're all speaking to true orders that exist in, in, the, in, in our world, right? The, the world is organized in both of these ways, from, from top to bottom and from outside to inside. So therefore it makes sense that the Makas should represent um, both. Hashem is showing dominion in both of those realms. 
Okay, so we'll pick up actually with the explanation of this Midrash Bel Hashem next week. The first step was to establish who Hashem is. And this is really crushing the Egyptians. That's right. We haven't seen what he could say about it yet, but this is Midrash. Like the top, the bottom to top was like Hashem controls up till without end. And here's like we want to get oh, the Egyptians. So we slowly, slowly wear them down until they, they have no choice but to. Yep, yep, I hear that. Yeah. What I'm just showing you is it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a concept, and everything can be viewed from these two beginnings. <laughs>